some years ago now, at least 10, maybe 15, the Lord said to me on the eve of a new year, tell my bride, coming, ready or not. And it all brings us back to the restoration of the creator-creature relationship, from us telling him what to do and what we want, to him reaching down and saying, let my people go, that they might worship me. When he begins to restore and revive his people, it always starts with a return to him. Exodus 10 verse 3. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said to him, This is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, says. How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go so that they might worship me. He doesn't call us to ministry or service, but to himself that we might worship him, get things back the right way up, honour him, love him, obey him because of who he is. Gone are the days when we could call him the man upstairs or the governor and not feel uncomfortable because these sayings show immediately that we don't know him. We're not in a living, vital relationship with him. We neither love him nor respect him. If we did, our love would constrain us from speaking in such a way, as would our respect. When you love someone, you can't use derogatory terms about them. He's restoring his holiness, righteousness and awe of who he is to his people. And we do well to hear what the Spirit's saying to the churches right now. Because whom the Lord loves, he corrects. Hebrews 12, 5-7. In the Passion again. And have you forgotten his encouraging words spoken to you as his children? He said, my child, don't underestimate the value of the discipline and training of the Lord God or get depressed when he has to correct you. For the Lord's training of your life is the evidence of his faithful love and when he draws you to himself, it proves you are his delightful child. Fully embrace God's correction as part of your training. For he's doing what any loving father does for his children. For who has ever heard of a child who never had to be corrected? We're still getting things the right way up and it all starts with how we see him. What we think about him is the single most important thing in our lives. Jesus wants us to be kingdom people. He came to establish his kingdom and his kingship. And he wants that kingdom to come here on earth through us. We are his representatives, his ambassadors. He wants us to participate in everything he won for us on the cross, to unlearn everything we think we know and discover the raw law of love and what it means, really means, to belong to him, exist for him alone and to live out our lives as a demonstration of that relationship. I've called this session Mind the Gap because again I sense we're finding there still is one, a gap that is between our experience now of what it means to be in Christ and what he wants us to know, experience and enjoy. Off we go again then. Please fasten yourself but seatbelts, we are about to make a swift ascent and this time we're flying the right way up.